Okay. Hi. My name is Sarah, and I was a cult risk. The only reason why I say that right off the top is <sighs> I know I'm going to get some hate for the things that I say about alternative medicine and spirituality. Uh, I know. Um, and the only reason I say the things I say is because I was there. My therapist was the one who called me a cult risk, but um, I think it was fair to say. I believe my friend told me, I actually called her and said I was looking for a cult. I do remember looking one up, looking looking actually a commune up and being like, ooh, they lit, they're in Calgary. It's not that far away from me. They're looking for a person. <laughs> like I just really wanted to be a part of a cult because I was so lonely and I was so mentally ill. So I... <sighs> I live with bipolar disorder, type 2, anxiety disorder, OCD, ADHD, BPD traits. Some people have said CPTSD. I don't know. Those are a lot of letters. Um, but I got the mental illness, basically. I got my brain is a bit broken. Um, and I have tried many, many things to fix it, um, including... Uh, traditional sort of, that's not the word, including, by the way, I'm not going to be editing this because my ADHD won't allow me to, to edit things. Uh, it gets too distracted. Oh, here's my ADHD brain right now getting off track. Um, okay. So I've tried everything. That's what I was saying. Yes. Um, I, I'm currently on regular old medication. Um, and I also do a lot of different kinds of therapy. Actually, my therapist told me to uh, start this podcast today. So this is kind of part of the therapy. Um, and I, I have been a part of the wellness sort of mental health world online for quite a while. I think when I really started to open up about my bipolar disorder, I, because I was already in sort of like the public eye, I was a musician um, and I already had a band, I already had, you know, I already had people watching me and listening to me. And so when I decided to speak up about bipolar disorder, I, I became an advocate quite quickly. Um, people wanted me to speak at their events and uh, I eventually, um, became, I got hired by the BC Schizophrenia Society and we went around to high schools and talked about psychosis and I, I talked about my experience. I, I worked with artists with disabilities, uh, wings, it's called Wingspan Artists with Disabilities. Um, we went into high schools as well and I taught people songwriting and, and how I, and how to cope with living with something like bipolar disorder. So, yeah, I'm a mental health advocate and I have <laughs> I have gone through phases where I felt very passionate about talking about you know, who's being honest in this industry and who's just trying to make a buck. Um and I follow a lot of 
uh, wellness influencers, I guess, um, on on Instagram, and I kind of, I I'm kind of one of them, but I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> wellness influencer that that we think of today, um, and I feel like that sort of that kind of person um, w- didn't really exist, like four or five years ago whenever I started um, doing my mental health advocacy. And now you can even be a a wellness influencer in The Sims. So it's like a big deal. Um, And it's very strange because the wellness industry and the mental health industry, I guess, they should be the same thing, right? It should be the same thing. And a lot of things cross over. But there are a lot of things about the wellness industry that are very unwell, that are messed up. Um, and that is what fascinates me so much. And and cults kind of come into play there. So when I was a cult risk, I was just looking for something to cure my, my chronic mental illness. Um, and there was a lot of people and a lot of groups of people who had promises for me. And the reason why my therapist thought that I was a big cult risk was I was going to these random group meditations uh, in people's basements. (laughs) Um, It it was with transcendental meditation. So like the kind that the Beatles did. Um, And you have to pay a bunch of money to learn it. So let's definitely get into that later. Put a little note on that. Um, but I I really didn't want to be alone at the time. So I learned this this technique by myself with 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 my coach or whatever. And then I said to her, like, is is there a group I can join? Like like I just wanted a community. Um and she said, Yeah, for sure. There's this like youth mental sorry youth uh, meditation group uh, they meet on Thursdays at this house this random house like go go there um and so so I was I I I don't know I got the address and I went and um it was it was interesting because everybody else seemed to know each other um and it really was just someone's basement uh like not official in any way shape or form um and so I told my my therapist that I was I was um going to this to this group and she's like hmm okay well tell me if anything gets too weird uh she was she was really worried and that transcendental meditation group ended up not being a cult what it actually was was a reoccurring dinner party for a group of friends um, <laughs> that I was not a part of, that I crashed, I guess. So this group of friends in Kitsilano, uh, British Columbia, wanted to have a regular weekly kind of like dinner party meetup, but also they wanted to have a... Um, a transcendental meditation person come and guide them through meditation like after eating 
And so what I'm imagining happened, because I don't really know, is they said, okay, yeah, we can do that. We can send somebody to your house on Thursdays for your dinner party. But um, it has to be an official transcendental meditation event. Like we have to make it um, a, we have to make it the youth group. Uh, otherwise, um, I don't know, otherwise it's not free or otherwise it's, or I don't know why, but this <laughs> this dinner party ended up being the official youth group. Uh, and when I say youth, I mean like our, our 20s, in your 20s, um, of trans transcendental meditation. So I was just going to these dinner parties uh, with a bunch of people who knew each other. And I was just there. Like, I was much younger than everybody. Um, and I just remember being like, oh, wow. After we meditated one time, I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, I felt like I was flying. And, like, I think that's the power of meditating in a group because when I meditate by myself, like, I never um, – I never feel anything, but like being in this group is amazing. And there's totally something to, there's something to that. Um, and I would go to my, my transcendental meditation teacher and say like, okay, well, I, I wanted like, I want more and I wanted to sign up for, cause there is levels. So you know, I wanted to sign up for camps. I wanted to sign up for the next level. And she was so sweet. Cause she was kind of like, I don't think you can afford this. And I don't know if you should, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, there's a class where you learn how to levitate, which is, I think basically you just hop, but, um, they offered that, uh, in the email, but the, the actual, let's call, we call it TM, us in the biz, in the, in the true cult, we call it TM. Um, the, this TM teacher was like, I don't think you should do that. So I was trying my hardest to join a cult, but I just ended up joining a dinner party of people in their late 20s as a 20-year-old, 20-year-old, um, super naive, super mentally ill person who was just like, you know, who would do anything for uh, some stability and some community. Um, and so I, I won't go into all the different alternative medicine and, um, other things that I tried, cause maybe I'll go into it later. Maybe this podcast will be more than one episode. We'll see. Uh, hopefully. Um, but I spent a lot of money, a lot of my mom's money, um, a lot of time with these people um, whoever they were, but, but people who were in this wellness industry who did not believe in mental illness and they did not believe in what I would say is like more evidence-based treatments. But it's not just they didn't believe in it. They thought it was a conspiracy. They thought it was, um, actually what's making people sick. And so when you have someone promising you that they have the cure, their thing, their $300 an hour thing is the cure, their $2,000 <laughs> workshop, whatever it is, their weird sauerkraut is the thing, is the answer. 
in comparison to going to a horrible hospital and dealing with a horrible doctor who gives you medication that has horrible side effects, obviously I'm going to choose the fun, nice one. And yeah, if I don't have enough money, like that's going to be a problem. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, and yes, I'm working many jobs at this time. Uh, and still also taking taking my mom's money because God knows she wanted a cure for her daughter. Uh, she did not want a crazy daughter. Nobody does. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it there was a long period of time where I was all over the place searching, searching, searching. But I think the entire time, little baby skeptic me was there never fully able to grasp onto anything. I kept waiting for the moment that things would really work out. Um, and it just like, it, I mean, it just never happened. And so one of my friends was at the time was super Christian and like her group that she hung out with, they all glowed. And I was like, I think that they all glow because of God. Like, I think, I think that if I become Christian, like I will glow. Um, and <laughs> she is no longer part of that group. And she, she's, she's saying like, I mean, Sarah, it's, so, you know, you just got to like moisturize your face. Like <laughs> we weren't all like super stress free and happy. Like we appeared to be, but at the time I was like, so I thought, oh, you're so lucky that you get to believe in that. Because clearly it's taking away all your stress. You feel happy. You get clear skin. You get all this stuff. And But even if I could believe in any of this stuff, like I really want to, but I just can't. Like I can't force myself to believe something. And um, I think that if you look back to when I was a kid, you could see that I always had this sort of like little detective slash debunker mindset um a couple things that come to mind I I when I was trying to disprove the existence of Santa Claus I feel like I came up with a really great way which was that I left a note for Santa to sign and I also my friend left a note for Santa to sign so then we compared Santa's signatures and we're like these this is not the same person um <laughs> uh, and I that's that's just like a day in the life for like tiny me um I was so fascinated by advertising and how um people could lie on television and like what was allowed and what wasn't allowed and you know oh this this hamburger is actually fake and like the like dew drops on the lettuce are actually glue and all this stuff that's so cool to me I love it um I also loved learning about the religions of the world I had one book called I think it was called religions of the world and I was so fascinated by it um but I wasn't raised to believe any specific thing um, and when I was 13, I think my mom wanted me to go to church with her because she was really worried that 
uh, the devil had influence over me because I was mean. But I think that's just what happens when you're 13. Um, and I also did go to a very Christian summer camp with with that Christian friend I mentioned before, which again merits its own episode. Oh my goodness, that that summer camp was something else. Um, but just as a as a as a person growing up, I I didn't have um, I didn't have the urge to believe things. In fact, I remember so I um, I was in French immersion, which is for those of you who don't know, uh, in Canada you can uh, take a lot of your classes in French, um, and then you graduate with this extra diploma that means. Basically, it means you can work for the government because you have to be bilingual for, for a lot of government jobs. So um, I was in French immersion, late French immersion, for those who are in the know. Um, and I remember in in grade nine, we were reading like L'Etranger or whatever. Um, L'Etranger, I don't know. I don't remember how to say it. Anyways, I believe in English, it's The Outsider. Um, and... It's Albert Camus, and we were learning in grade nine about existentialism um, in Francais Long, not in like any sort of philosophy class, but just like to help us learn French. Um, and so I remember just having like a little mini panic attack um, in grade nine where I realized that I was an existentialist <laughs> and I didn't believe that there was anything after after uh death and i i couldn't breathe for a moment and then i was like okay i guess this is who i am I, this is what i believe so that was kind of where i was in high school but once you start experiencing the um effects of bipolar disorder um i like i think that it's pretty natural for most people to like look for some cure because you think this no this cannot be something i have to live with the rest of my life this is this is unbearable this is unbearable um so i did end up eventually you know trying really hard to believe in stuff and the secret and positive vibes and manifesting and all that stuff uh then we i don't know there's i i honestly i went i went through so many different phases of things to believe and they just didn't work so I ended up going back to the hospital uh whatever this is a long story that's not for this episode um because I'm just kind of telling you why I want to make a podcast where I look at the wellness industry from a skeptical point of view uh without sounding like a jerk so just just like I was there I believed in this stuff and at say in 2016 or whatever 2015 I was a part of the wellness influencer sort of thing group myself. Like I saw myself as as somebody who who would have fit in there, you know, posting things about like uh, love yourself, whatever, things like that. So I think I followed a bunch of people at that time. I was like discovering the sort of mental health and wellness community online and more recently, maybe last summer, it was during during the pandemic, I started seeing on my timeline QAnon stuff. 
So if you don't know about QAnon, you're lucky. I know so much about QAnon. Um, this is one of my one of my main obsessions is to look into cults and conspiracy theories. I love it. Um, and I think it's also because like I get it. Like believing in conspiracy theories is really similar to like taking apple cider vinegar and expecting it to cure your cancer. Like it's like it's it's like um a simple answer to a complex question. Even if you think the the theories of QAnon are not are not simple, they're quite complicated. They're they're basically breaking the world up into good and evil, which is more simple than the, what act, what's actually going on. And so I saw a bunch of people who I was following who were like regular old wellness people go full QAnon. And like they were Canadian. A lot of them were Canadian. So, you know, a lot of QAnon is about Trump and stuff like that. I did not. It just didn't make sense to me. And I remember I reached out to one person and I was like, you know, this this stuff that you're bringing up has no basis in reality and it can be dangerous. And she wrote back, well, it depends on what your definition of reality is. And I was like, okay, if we have a different definition of reality, then I clearly I can't I can't have a conversation with you. But I think that the pandemic and like uh, uh, QAnon and the anti-vax movement and all this stuff has like really broken the wellness industry apart um, and shown, you know, more so than, you know, the regular goop, uh, pay lots of money for nothing stuff that we all we were aware of before. We can now break the a lot of the wellness industry apart and see, you know, Who's still unwell? <laughs> Who's practicing a lot of yoga but is also reading a lot of Reddit? Um, and I think that I think that now more than ever, it's kind of okay for me, a person in this industry um, who claims to be, you know, working working on being well. Um, I, it's okay for me to kind of point out some flaws in some other people's thinking because as much as I want to say everyone should be able to believe whatever they want, uh, sometimes it's really harmful to believe certain things, especially when you're an influencer or you're selling something. Um, and so I want to help people poke holes in things. I want to show people the weird stuff that exists that you may not know about. Um, and, and here's why I'm mad about it. So there's one wellness influencer, I guess we can call her. Her name is Teal Swan. A while ago, I did a bunch of YouTube videos about her because she was promoting suicide as a great reset button. It's as a, your body's telling you something. And I guess she believes in re reincarnation. And so I did a bunch of videos on suicide, something that people do not talk about enough and I absolutely want to talk about more. Um, but um, 
I'm still just so blown away by the stuff that this wellness influencer, Teal Swan, gets away with saying. And then one day I was walking down the street and I live kind of close to a um, bookstore that's like mental health resources for teens and children. And in the, in the window, a big display in the window was Teal Swan's book. And I was like, no way. No, 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 no. You can't give Teal Swan's book to teenagers. I'm sure she's going to get a lot of people on her side with her insane story about growing up in a Satanist cult and like being, having, I don't know if she was sewn inside somebody or someone was sewn inside her or whatever, but like she's got some She's got some things that might hook someone in. Um, and then I, they will, you know, worst case scenario, they get to the point where they read suicide is a, is a fine sort of way to reset, is a way uh, your body telling you to reset. Um, and, and like, honestly, best case scenario, best case scenario, they see it's bullshit. But like, what will probably happen is that they like follow them on Instagram and give them money for their really weird like mandalas that they sell and their weird paintings and I just don't want to give somebody who has literally like caused deaths um and who's definitely profited off of the misinformation um about caring for your mental health I don't want I don't want like I don't want money to go to that person and I don't want young people to go to that person because that's when that's when they'll get you like maybe now it depends how old you are obviously I'm 30 and now I don't think that someone like well I know that someone like Teal Swan couldn't you know trick me but I absolutely can see my 20 year old self you know listening to all that and what was my 20 year old self feeling suicidal what what would have happened if I would if there was some sort of cool sweet lady who was like yeah reincarnation is real and you should just do it like I don't know so this this like this this wellness influencer thing has gone too far too far for me um and I know that we're supposed to be super tolerant of people with other beliefs, but sometimes their beliefs are dumb, like Teal Swan's belief that suicide is a reset button. And then sometimes other people put their book in the front of the store. Like, that's not okay. Okay? Like, it's not okay. You can't have that book and then, like, the guide to DBT, like, next to each other. Um, if you are not in the mental health world, that may have meant nothing to you, but like DBT is a very evidence-based therapy, uh, that, and buying a DBT book would really help you out. Um, and, and buying Teal Swan's book would just really mess you up, especially if you were young. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of my main mission with this podcast that my, a lovely uh, new therapist asked me to to do to do, and uh, real quick, I I showed I sent out on Instagram um, to see if anybody had any questions for me to answer in this first episode, and let's see. 
Um, okay, so I said, what do people want to hear about? We want to hear about weirdly destructive, clean pseudoscience that shows up in a lot of mommy spaces. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, diet culture and that whole stuff. So I do have a history of eating disorders and I am so against diet culture. Uh, so yes, I want to talk about that a lot. Substance abuse in cults? Yes. Yeah, that sounds like I definitely want to hear about it. Um, or sorry, I, want to, I guess I want to learn about it and tell you about it. Uh, I, I do know already a little bit about substance abuse in cults and substance abuse in general is real unhealthy for people with mental illness um, and can really, really affect your chances of getting psychosis. Wow, I'm so proud of myself that I finished that sentence. Um, okay. I mean, I put this up like an hour ago, so those are, that's what I've got so far. Um, and I will definitely write those all down and, uh, you know, I'll think about it and hopefully I'll make another episode. I will. I, I, I will. And I want to have, um, people on who like have been more involved in religion and cults and pseudoscience. I, I would love to talk to them. I have lots of people in my head who I are, am thinking of right now. Um, but right now, this is kind of just like a really random thing that I'm doing and I'm not editing it. Once again, reminding people that I'm not editing this. I'm just going to put it up on the internet and let it be. Um, so... If you want to know about anything or want to tell me about anything and that has to do with like pseudoscience, claims of the paranormal, um, uh, spirituality, uh, and mental health, it doesn't really have to do with mental health either. If you have that, you know what, when it comes to this step, like mental health is pretty much always involved, but if you just want to talk about, you know, some weird cult thing that you know about, I would love to talk about that. And I'm sure I will find a mental health angle. Um, just let me know. And on my Instagram at Sarah.jickling, jickling as in tickling and pickling, uh, but with a J. Um, and yeah, just, just message me and I will hopefully get a chance to talk about it with you or just with this um, this podcast audience of invisible humans. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Maybe one day I will have an intro and an outro, but not today. So this is it. Signing off. Stop the podcast.